Coming to you from the Strings and Things studio in Ventura, California, this is the Strings Unraveled Book Club. Welcome. So what are we talking about today? Well, the book that I picked, maybe you can hear it in my voice. (laughs) Dang it, I waited so long to have one of my books picked, and then I picked this one. But It's not a bad book. It's not a bad book, but we'll get into that. What is the book? The book was The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Actually, it has a longer title, but I think that's what by Heather Morris. Does it have a longer title? like the true life story, based on the life story. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Tattooist of Auschwitz, a novel. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) I guess um, there is some oh, based on the powerful true story of love and survival. And there is that, both of those in there. Um, let me just give you a little s- brief summary. In April of 1942, Lali Sokolov, a Slovakian Jew, is forcibly transported to the concentration camps of Auschwitz Birkenau. When his captors discover that he speaks several languages, he is put to work as a tatovierer the German word for tattooists, tasked with permanently marking his fellow prisoners. Imprisoned for over two and a half years, Lolly witnesses horrific atrocities and barbarism, but also incredible acts of bravery and compassion. Risking his own life, he uses his privileged position to exchange jewels and money from murdered Jews for food to keep his fellow prisoners alive. One day in July of 1942, Lolly, pris- who's prisoner 32407, comforts a trembling young woman waiting in line to have the number 34902 tattooed on her arm. Her name is Gita, and in that first encounter, Lali vows to somehow survive the camp and marry her. A vivid, harrowing, and ultimately hopeful recreation of Lali Sokolov's experiences as the man who tattooed the arms of thousands of prisoners with what would become one of the most potent symbols of the Holocaust. The Tattooist of Auschwitz is also a testament to the endurance of love and humanity under the darkest possible conditions. From the publisher. Cool. Um, why, what uh, drew you to want to pick this book? Why did you pick this book? As a Because I'm a sucker for a really good cover picture. And honestly, the cover picture kind of intrigued me. Okay. It It's using color to do... Um, What's the thing on the... Uh, I can't think of the word in photos where a you... A vignette? It's a vignette, but the focus is on the backs of this man and this woman, and they are clearly holding hands. Um, and then the, I thought, wow, how awful it must be. I didn't know that the tattooer was a Jewish person, well, a prisoner mm-hmm. having to mark his fellow, um, his fellow prisoners. And I don't think I really... Ever thought about I just that I just wrong. assumed yeah. it, I didn't really think about it and if it, when I saw the numbers I just figured a German did, did that to mm-hmm. them but it's the thought of one person having to mark other people in his situation and the pain of doing that of causing that pain on someone else I wanted to hear that story mm-hmm. um, and I haven't really other than Corey Ten Boom's a hiding place I really haven't wa- and What's the uh, Schindler's List? I mm-hmm. really haven't encountered. I haven't read many books um, about Auschwitz. I just knew it was a horrible thing and a horrible place. And right. but I didn't actually read for. It's not the kind of topic that I read for fun. 
Right. No. I'm a sci-fi person. No. <clears throat> but I'm a sucker for a love story, too, though. Um, I was not excited to have this book happen <laughs> because it's a, it's such a tremendous emotional journey to go on. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, there's things you have to bear witness to. And, um, like, it's what's been... We right. just had a big anniversary of Auschwitz. Mm. Um, is it 75 years? Uh, that sounds right. I suppose it'd be 75 years since it was liberated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... That was last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> you know, that was an important topic that was very, like, forward in the media. Um... Yeah, it was. I think it was a timely book to read. Yeah. I also yeah. was not, well, I wasn't excited about it. Um, I do like a love story, so that was what I was like. Okay, you know, it's about. It's not just about it's the concentration camp. In the it's midst about, of a whole lot of ugly, horrific things. Right. How and like I said, it that? wasn't. It wasn't a book that I ever would have chosen to read for myself. And if I'm honest, I tried to give up so many times reading this book <laughs> and I told myself I couldn't do it and it's only a couple more hours because I listened to the audiobook and it's not that long of a book no, no. I really wanted audiobook. to give up though it was it, very hard it's not I an easy only, read I could only do about 20 to 30 minutes at a time there was one day when I did an hour mm-hmm. and that you just feel horrible after was too much yeah. to do in one day and it's such a to be able to say that, right? To mm-hmm. be bearing witness to one of the most horrific things to happen on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have the luxury to step away from it. Right. Mm-hmm. To it, say, I don't want to read this. But yeah. You should, yeah. My, it I was have on a lot of sellers list. So that recommended it sorted to me, but then I don't usually follow other people's opinions. So I don't know why I did this time. I had a lot of problems with this book. Um, I have a review pulled up that sort of summarized a lot of how I felt about it because oh, I wasn't, I wasn't enjoying reading it, not be, not for the story itself, because obviously it's a hard thing, like you said, to bear witness to, mm-hmm. but was important for me to read because I, like you, had also not read a lot of um, things on this topic unless I was like in school and had to or whatever. Um, my problems with the book came from the book itself and the, the author. Um, yeah. I can, I totally, okay, I hear so that this, totally. This is a review from Goodreads um, by a person called Abby. I don't know who they are, but um, they said, there are hundreds, if not thousands of Holocaust fiction books in the English language alone, but this is not the one to read, which is like, my main point is that I do 100% believe this is a story worth telling and worth knowing. Yeah. I really had a problem with how it was told. Um she said that this kind of book is hard to rate. It's based on the true story of Lale Sokolov, a Slovakian Jew who volunteered to go to Auschwitz to save his older brother, and through a combination of true grit and luck, he's able to survive and even fall in love. Who wants to give the story of a Holocaust survivor just two stars? Isn't that a bit heartless? It's not the subject of the book I'm reading. The book isn't well written. I wasn't surprised I to learn that Heather Morris is a screenwriter because she relies heavily on dialogue here and really struggles with prose. Although, to be honest, the dialogue leaves a lot to be desired as well. Mm-hmm. 
Scenes change in the matter of a sentence. The dialogue only seems to be broken up with stage directions. There's no atmospheric buildup. There's no sense of tension or urgency or terror. It's all very one note. The characters, even Lolly himself, are flat and poorly developed. The whole book felt very amateurish, and I can't recommend it. And that's sort Having of how I feel. I read it, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There were emotional cues that were definitely, like... I think sometimes some of the scenes themselves would be... You would be hard-pressed not to have an emotion with some of the scenes yeah. just of the action. Your brain can fill in the blanks. But yeah. I agree that I think she relied... The author relies on us filling in those emotional cues yeah. rather than... And some of the things that they say happen feel embellished. To me, it wasn't... I also have read in the reviews that this isn't necessarily a very good picture of life in Auschwitz, that she took some well, liberties with the story that are inaccurate. I wonder if some of this is because this was not... Most of the story is not in Auschwitz. The tattooing happened in Auschwitz. He was in a neighboring camp of Birkenau. They're two different camps. Yeah, but the point that the... I was reading reviews about I can't remember what the organization was that dis like sort of discredited the book. Oh, gotcha. Saying that they it was some like historical society or like a museum or I don't remember what like it was. Them being able to smuggle so much jewels and keeping keep, no, keeping I mean, it in their mattress. Don't you? There's accuracy to right. that, and actually, I I mean it's read based up. on a a man's life, a true yeah. story. Like the Sonda Commandos um, blowing up the crematory. That mm -hmm. was a real thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like, that, that was really That's how the they did they it, and uh -huh. it was really, because they thought the Russians were coming sooner, th like, they thought yeah. they'd be there, and they were timing it right. Mm -hmm. Like, that. that's real. But I do, having read other things, I haven't, like, read extensively. Yeah, yeah. I watched Schindler's List, Aunt Diary of Anne Frank, which is right. not in the concentration camp, but yeah. it, you know, gets it, there. Um... One of my favorite books, which I would like to talk about a little bit more later, which is um, The Devil's Arithmetic by Jane Yolen. I think that is in Auschwitz. Um, and I'll talk about what it is later. But anyway, like, I think I've been taken to this place or places like it in literature <coughs> mm -hmm. in the past. Mm -hmm. And um, he was having a different experience in the camp than most of the people. Mm. Right. He was more privileged in his experience than yeah. That's the majority true. of people who lived And that. that does color the his narrative because yeah. he didn't... I, do, I did appreciate that... I mean, there's plenty of people that would have had his position that would not have... That would have just reveled and enjoyed it for themselves. He... I felt like he... He used his position as best he could to help others. Well, and I don't know learned. if it was just Noel. It's just he felt maybe it... I feel like maybe helping others help counteract the overwhelming guilt he must have suffered otherwise by marking people. Mm -hmm. When he explicitly says that. Mm. I mostly just... I, I didn't feel drawn in to the story number one because I wasn't excited to start reading it so maybe mm. I went into it with I tried to be open when I started listening to it because I wanted to but I I think I just really had a problem with how it was written that it didn't draw me in mm -hmm. so the parts that were difficult to listen to and to read and to process I felt like under a better author would have struck a, a harder chord with me 
Whereas, like, I understood what happened and I understood that it was atrocious, but I didn't really feel a whole lot because the author didn't take time to really linger on anything. Not that I wanted her to because it was yeah. hard to listen to, but I don't think that it, it went far enough to engage me. And, like, the whole thing with her, with their love story, is I couldn't tell you at what point they felt. Like, how did they fall in love with each other? They saw each other on the line. They didn't talk to each other. They started hanging out. And then all of a sudden she was, like, the most important thing in his world. And it's like, he was I didn't, she didn't take any time to tell us, like, from A to B, how it came to be there. And all of a sudden it was just like, this is the, I mean. I wonder if the, if in giving each other comfort. Yeah. That's what, if the relationship, I mean, maybe when the, most of the relationship built up in individually in their heads, mm -hmm. when they were back in their individual barracks, because they didn't have a lot of time. Right. And I have a hard time believing that they really could have snuck off so many times off behind the barracks and somebody not rat them out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I, mean, I know he was eventually paying but... people off, but like people had lives in the camps. Right. True. Like like I mean what what sort what of they life, could have. what semblance and like like their ability to have a love affair, however poorly described. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, I mean like it obviously did happen because their it's way a real of, story. Yeah, it's their way of clinging to their humanity too. Mm -hmm. Like like it's the little bit of normalis normalcy. That right. these two young people could have. Yeah. Um, I just don't think she took enough. It really felt she like she was a screenwriter. Yeah. And that See, this I did would have been a, an amazing movie. Yes. I but did like, not know that about her, but it, her dis she took more time to describe the cruelty of Mendelev. Yeah. Than Mangala. Mangala, was yeah. it? Mangala. Uh, and his cruelty, and I could picture that like it was a movie, and so that makes sense. They, I, I thought that the characters were underdeveloped. Like, I couldn't tell you a thing about Gita. No. You know, you don't really know a whole lot about her, and part of that is she doesn't want Lolly to know a whole lot about yeah. her. Yeah. But at you the same time, you don't really hear anything from her perspective a lot of the time. Until, well, she, in, until later in the book when she's on her own. And right. then you get but to even hear then, one of the points that it like really stuck out to me is there's a whole scene when she's when they have left, they escape, they ran away, they're in a house mm -hmm. in I don't remember where they are. But she there's is, like, he's no. not. No, but but she yeah. when she's yeah. by herself. When she's by so that's this what I'm saying. She's not by herself. She has she's with other ladies. Right. But she's not with But the point when she's she's in her she's in the house. Yeah. She and like the way that the the book reads is like She's in the house by herself. She hears a noise in the garden. She looks out the window. She sees her two brothers she hasn't seen in two and a half years. She runs out. She gives them a hug. They joke about how they're wearing Russian uniforms. They leave. It's like, that could have been such a big moment for her to, yeah. like, express something. And it's, to me, it's a lot of the book felt like bullet points that the author intended to go in and, like, expand upon later. It never did. Maybe. I mean, it's third person limited, as told to. Mm -hmm. I did. Okay. <laughs> I know. When they got separate. But Lolly had so much to say in his own mind and his own. Yeah. I mean, it's his story. Yeah. But you hear so much about him and I don't, you don't hear anything from Gita. But it's not her story, I suppose. So, no. But I mean, fair. it is. It is her story. Because she's the whole the reason that he keeps fighting and keeps going. Right. So she is an important part of the story. It would be nice to... It would be nice. It would be nice if, as the reader, we could fall in love with her a little bit the way could he did. Could you entertain the idea that that's not a like? Perhaps this is deliberate. That it's not a luxury that these characters have. 
Because I think it's pointed out again and again. Like, once she gets on her own, the, the farther that she gets from the camp in the story, the more angry I got. Because I kept going, he doesn't even know her last name. He doesn't even know the village she's at. Wow. I could feel the, his for him, but I could also feel like, how are they ever? Is this really it? We we suffered through all of this, and now they're never going to find each other. I didn't. That's think not that the spoiler. was going to happen. No. I mean, I knew it wouldn't, but I, I just, but I wasn't. It's, but I think that's probably a realistic reality for people. Yeah. One thing. This has nothing to do with the like the story itself, but like I was thinking later about the ending when they are separated, and he goes to his um, hometown. Mm-hmm. Well, first he goes to the pla- like the train depot yeah. in whatever town that is, mm-hmm. and then he goes back to. Krumpaki, was that the name of his village? Yes. And he sees his sister and his neighbor, and they're like, you should go back to the train depot and wait for her there, right? Yeah. But she knows where he's from. She knows he's from Krumpaki. See, that's when she was getting away. If he was smart, he would have stayed there because he doesn't know anything about her, but she knows his name, and she knows where he lives. That was the most tense part for me (laughs) when they're describing her being there, Mm -hmm. and... How are they gonna connect? Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, there and he is. That's how the it worked in the story. But horse. it was like, yeah. okay, sure, that happened. Okay, so, the end of the story. Okay, yeah. done. So, I got. I was reading this on Kindle, and as as a family, we share the Kindle account. Well, my mother in law <laughs> sees this book, and she's like, "Oh yeah." So she starts reading it. Mm-hmm. It gets farther than I am. So every time I keep trying to read, it's. It's, it's in the wrong head. space. And I finally said, are you reading this? Oh, yeah. Isn't it great? I go, stop. <laughs> Please. I'm reading this for our book club. I'll let you know when I'm done. Oh. <laughs> I go, it didn't come out free. I bought this book so I could read it. And then you can read it yeah. after me. And then and then she's, then once I, she finished it up and then she's like, now can we talk about the book? <laughs> and she said, this was her, this was for my mother. Her, her comment was, I just don't believe that all of a sudden he's walking down the road and there she is. She just is I mean, there the car. It must have been yeah. how it happened because it's his story. She interviewed him like in re- the author interview. Yeah, Lola. I buy See? it. It's but it's like it, how? But the author. It inter- feels like no, no, they no. like rushed it to just finish yeah. it. She interviewed so, the grandson. No, she interviewed Lale. Lale. Okay. Yeah, I listened to. We don't know like, anything about a grandson. No, there's notes at the end of there's the book. There's notes at the end of the book, which is my oh, favorite it's the part. It's the son. Of the oh, I didn't read that. Part. That's my favorite. I did. I listened to the part where she talked. Yeah, about that part was good. Her interviewing Lale, but I didn't get to the part with the son. I love the afterward by the son. That's yeah. the best part. To yeah, me. like him talking about him what talking his parents about... were like after surviving this. That's that's was actually fantastic. it was an incredible part. Of, that was an important part of the story because that filled in blanks that should have been in the story. Yeah, maybe I See? should go back. And yeah, go back and read the prologue because that's actually where she wraps things up, which is not really as a good oh, author where you're supposed to. But um, I think that. I mean, that's kind of also the lasting impression I took away from the book is to hear the epilogue of, um, like, how their lives went after Mm -hmm. the war. It's an important reminder that all these Eastern Europeans, that was just the, like, sharpest but leading edge of the suffering in their adult lives. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you have some questions to sort of lead our discussion? I do. Okay. Um, So... Since we've discovered, we've established that this is a story about Lolly. The first question I have is, how did you feel about Lolly when he was first introduced as he arrived? And then how did your understanding of him change throughout the novel? Like, did you, were you, like, was he just a meh character and then you cared, you know? I mean, he's supposed to be very charming. And Oh, I didn't catch that. 
I think Not he's at supposed the to be. Yeah, yeah. At, I, yeah, like his life outside of the camp before he volunteers to take his brother's place. Like he talks a lot about how he like went on dates with women and how much he loves women and being around them and blah blah blah. <laughs> so I think that's supposed to tell you that he, and he gets his way a lot with a lot of people. Yeah, in the yeah camp he does. And outside of it, so yeah, I think that's it's part like of. He knows he's a likable guy. The edges too. Yeah. Like, you can see why people do like him. I found him extremely obnoxious. Like, just, like, his internal monologue. And I I was I mean, I can't relate to his I applaud, experience. See, I but, personally applaud him not speaking those words out. I probably would have got shot if I were him way early on because I wouldn't have kept my mouth shut. I would probably would have been... I, I would have had he a hard felt, time not being a smart mouth to that guard. He felt like a guard. poorly written romance character. Whereas, oh. like, his internal dialogue with himself was so, like flowery and <laughs> like I can't even put into words how I felt about it except that I found him really obnoxious to listen to and it's like everything was really embellished and how he felt about things and it was all like that I mean I don't want to say that I don't I I everything was very dramatic which but is I, like I understand it's a but even bef when he's in and out of the camp like beforehand and you know, I don't understand his his position except that I, everything seemed like, I don't know. I don't know why I just did not like him. It's I can okay. understand I why think, people do. I can't understand why. I did why. think he was a bit naive because when he volunteered to go to this camp, he thought that he was well, I think everybody I, thought that. He Nobody, thought I was, this is outside of the he imagination thought, of all humanity. Even though this kind of shit's happening on our planet right now in different countries. That you think I'm going to do this and I'm going to save my family. My family will be safe yeah. back then. But everybody, but I think everybody the felt same that people way. That would ask, but think that the same people that would ask you to do this are probably liars. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but if you don't have but, that but mindset going in, then how are you ever going to live to see the other side of it? The people yeah. who go in knowing that they're probably not going to leave probably didn't leave. I yeah. didn't yeah. know what to expect of Lale after we met him, actually, because he's um, he's riding in the, the train car and he's, you know, kind of disgusted by mm -hmm. the people around him and oh, how yeah, they're... bucket in the corner that ends up being all over everybody anyway. Yeah, well, and, and their, like, lack of containing themselves or lack of carriage. Decorum, like, yeah. Thank you, yeah. I mean, like, how much decorum do you have when you're shoved in a, in cattle, a cattle car? car. But he seemed but to he be came maintaining from, his own. Mm -hmm. I think he came from a better place in life to begin with. Which we don't yeah. know yet. We learned that, know. like, way later right. that, oh, he wasn't just, like, a country bumpkin helping his dad with the horses. Yeah, he like had, city life. And yeah, he had a... Oh, see, I thought he was from the city from the beginning. That's just the feeling I got from him because of his manners. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that might just be my bias. <laughs> then he gets there and he's behaving explosively, like lighting the clothing on fire. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, yeah. Well, okay, I, I got it because it's hard to contain your anger. You ha you came in thinking, okay, I'm going to do this thing and it's going to be hard. But then you have no idea how really hard it is. And the, and the disappointment and the yet. shock. They had just... I mean, they immediately strip everyone of their humanity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he immediately shows you what he thinks of that. Mm hmm and yet, he can but get he, over that internal, um, ten, like, um, con that internal conflict of, like, I'm an angry 20-something. Mm -hmm. This isn't how I want to be treated. Shit, I have to, I have to get with the program yeah. to live. But he never stops pushing the envelope where he can and well, when and, he can. Which tells me he's, he's very smart. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that he he's very aware of his circumstances. Um, but how he even gets, he somehow he, you're right, he's has, he must see. have that charm that he even gets, pe- the guy who he knows who, who could turn around and just shoot him and mm-hmm. and not have a problem and with every it. Every time he pushes his guard. I just go, are you stupid or yeah, But you knew that kid was such a little shit and wasn't going to do anything. Yeah. Well, well I don't know. If you, pu- if you push him too far, how do you know he's not going to do that? I mean, I guess he did. Yeah. At some point well, he did. We never... We never hear who ratted him out. Do you guys think it was... Because when he gets ratted out for his stash, uh-huh. it's right when his guard asks him for the silk stockings, and he asks the boy to get the silk stockings for him instead of the father. Like, they never tell... He never learns, or they See? never tell us who ratted him out. And maybe that's something Lale never knew in his real life. Right. But who do you, who do you guys think it was? I think, but it was also the same time that the new group of people came into his block, <clears throat> and they didn't quite know, make the same connect. It was early in their connection with him. Not the whole gypsy camp. It's the it newer. Was the people gypsy. after the newer, the newer, yeah, the newer it new was the set of after I, the gypsy. No, the gypsies. They rounded up all the gypsies, and then he was by himself. Yes, and then they moved in Are another group of people. I don't remember. That time? I think it was the second group, when the second group of gypsies, that he didn't have the familial connection with. I don't think they were gypsies. I think I they, they were, were from a different country. They were just yeah, a different oh, group of people. They were just people. a different group of people. I don't remember who they were. Yeah. They, it wasn't important. Like, that wasn't no, important to no, them at that no. point. Okay, your but real family you, is separated you, from you. Your surrogate family gets... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I found... Yeah, I don't know. I mean... The parts that are vivid and shocking certainly are sticking with me. Like mm-hmm. the people in the bus and the gas, the trip into the crematory to identify the numbers. Like the fact that those experiences happened. Are real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though poorly told. Like when you shared with me that she's a screenwriter. I'm I, like, okay, oh, yeah, I got that it. That makes sense. Yeah, this would be an amazing movie. Yeah. But it's lacking the flesh but it's of a not it has no, It has no prose. Like, mm-hmm. there's no... There's n- there's not enough true <clears throat> Like, I couldn't say a quote to you right now. Yeah. Of some piece that I A liked. lot of it's like, Lolly said this, he went here, he talked to this person, you know. There wasn't a lot of, like, how... I, I don't know. At the, same, at the same time, I feel like there was too much of his internal dialogue, almost, but not enough of anybody else. It's almost like a story <clears throat> written from... Of a storyboard when they when they make a they make a storyboard before they do the that's what I'm saying it felt like some chapters were like bullet points yeah that like she meant to go in later and like fill in with I don't know but something just wasn't well I like Richard Armitage as a reader but I did not like some of the production (laughs) qualities the production was not good with the audio there's a certain tone and suddenly his voice sounds like a lot older like an older man is narrating he starts talking and then his tone gets higher and higher and higher and then the producer's like okay let's start back over so he goes back down the beginning and then his voice gets higher and higher and higher and then they're like okay cut okay start back from the beginning because it's like and that high point it happens like (laughs) mid-sentence That high point sounds like the man who's telling, like the young man who's yeah, living. Yeah, but then all of a sudden it's like very deep. And yeah, they're serious. Um, and then the the odd like times when they came in and reproduced a word. Yeah, 
<laughs> this like very somber things happening. Lale. Like you could tell it was like cut and paste this yeah. little word in the middle of Terrible. the audio. It that was, was really bad. That was very annoying. It was very bad. It and was that's distracting. On, and that's on the product the, the audible production company. Okay. Yeah. Okay. More I have questions. a I have a Gita question. So survival in the camp depended on people doing deeds of questionable morality. Lolly became a tattooist, but how do, did Gita's choices affect her survival? What about her friend who befriended... What about her friend who befriend... Okay, it's not... I don't like this question. Her friend didn't befriend the Nazi. Oh, yeah. I the Nazi forcibly took her and made her his mistress. So I just want to quickly say just, I also take issue with the publisher synopsis that you read a second, you know, at the lead in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forcibly transported. He wasn't actually forcibly transported. No, he wasn't. That's the horrible trick of it. Yeah, he, he thought he was signing up for one thing and got a way different which is, thing. Which is what yeah. Gita thought, too. I believe her. She th- I don't think she was forcibly transported either. I think you might be right. Yeah, I don't think that yeah. her friend. Because she left her family behind. Yeah. Her friend had did. no control over her situation, just like no. none of the Jewish people in the camp had control over their situation. So, no. so, so to say that she befriended a Nazi when it's like, no, she, he took her and raped her repeatedly. Yes. And and she had no power. She had no chance until to, one t- the one and only time that she actually she asked him for something, and she put herself at great risk to even do that. Yep. And right. then she was tried as a collaborator. From yeah. The flag. Oh, <clears throat> oh, I didn't actually get that far. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I finished. I finished it all. <laughs> so yeah. So this book, some of the yeah, this this particular synopsis, which is from litlovers.com so if you you go to litlovers some of their some of the way they're phrased so okay when they're talking about the questionable morality I don't really think there's a such thing as questionable morality when you're a camp survivor I think whatever you do to keep living is okay if you have to keep surviving, I mean, if, if short it's of, like short of talk- me turning in, say, Anne, so that in sending her to the gas chamber so I can survive, that a kind of question. Well, think about Jakob. Yeah. Yeah. When um, you know, Lale tells him, like, do what you must to survive. You will survive yeah. this as long right. as you do what you must. So he did. Yeah. And. And they talked about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's like, I, I, I chose to do this questionable thing in order to be able to survive in the camp and you do the same thing so I understand where you're coming from and they had an agreement that I'm gonna beat the shit out of you but that's just because I can but survive. don't tell me anything. Yeah. Like he did his part to minimize like yeah. the in damage or, yeah. that his role could play. And Lolly did that in as much as he could as yeah. the tattooist mm-hmm. you know to try and be gentle i don't know like he was very aware of it so it's not like even even when he just gave a slight pressure of the hand to squeeze to get her attention so she wouldn't freak out and reveal herself in a way that was going to draw uh bad attention to herself i think the question that you read though is uh, like about gita specifically yeah it says how did her choices but i don't remember what choices she she had. had she didn't seem to have any control over her story which is true for the majority of the people in there, but all the things that happened to her, it's like Lolly got her moved to the new job. Yeah. Lolly brought her the medicine so that she could live. And it's like I don't I don't remember her making any having any choice in anything. Making any decisions about anything. No. So that's I, I saw that there was a question about Gita. I'm like, oh, something about Gita. But you're right. I don't actually think she had everything was again, this is told from 
his point of view. But he was married to this woman for a very long time. You think he would have learned how she felt in certain situations or yeah. her side of the story enough to tell the author a little bit more about her, I would think. Yeah. Did he did he survive her? Did she die before him? I don't I can't know. Remember. He lived um, three years after he after she died. She, the author meets Lale, and he inter- he interviews her and gets right down to it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I don't have much time, but I'm going to tell you my story before I re- right. I get I I'm back with Gita. Gotcha. Um, Okay, so okay, so this is something that was different to me that I did not know until this book. It says that um, the book makes clear that there were also non-Jewish prisoners in the camp. Mm-hmm. How did the treatment of Jews differ from that of non-Jews? How did differences manifest themselves? I don't think we were shown that at all in this book, except the gypsies. Because there, I mean, you knew there were lots of different people in the mm-hmm. camps, right? I, I didn't, I didn't. I just figured they were all Jewish people, but it makes sense because pretty much anyone, the Germans didn't, the Nazis, well, I, well, I'm not saying Germans, the, the Nazis. Nazis, because not all Germans were Nazis, mm-hmm. specifically Nazis, the, the ones that they didn't, they didn't like, they yeah. all got the, I kind of figured they got the same fate. Yeah, I didn't notice any difference between the treatment within... Other than they were housed... Specific groups. Other than the, the groups were housed separately. Okay, so right. yeah, they did go over the like different kinds of labeling, and you could read other people in the camp and what role they might play and who to be wary of. Right. And there was differences between their like their labeling system, like the mm-hmm. political prisoners wore oh. red or something. I don't you're remember right. what that the was, right. was. but yeah. The reasons that they were there, because not everybody was there because they were Jewish. Some people right. were... Call, were educated people that that spoke up against like the, the original against, mm-hmm. yeah 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 okay um, well I don't think they really did a great job of and perhaps it's not the case that there was a great diversity of people being held in Auschwitz maybe it was primarily Jews and gypsies mm-hmm. um, as they filled the camp but at the beginning I guess they did describe the differences yeah, there was a multitude of different labels that were assigned that he noticed, and I don't remember what they were, but... But ultimately, hmm. I saw it, when they were going through it, I saw it as, like, a screen for the way that the Nazis wanted you to think about the people, the, mm-hmm. uh, who they deemed undesirable. Mm-hmm. Like, the lazy people. Like, there's something right. like that, like the lazy layabouts, um... And I, I just couldn't imagine, like, who is that actually in society that right. they needed to be picked up and taken to a prison camp? Like, yeah. Well, in um, the Romani, even in modern day, mm-hmm. they are often, they're still, they are shunned everywhere. Con- everywhere. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. And I think. I know they're calling them gypsies in the book, but I kind of feel like. They're referring to the Romani then being There's the same. There's a lot as, of names for yeah. a group of people, and I don't know enough about them to name them. Mm-hmm. It's a cultural, I think, because they keep themselves separate from that from the other cultural influences. I'm I'm thinking, and my my sister-in-law can maybe inform me better, um, but I don't think she's listening. Um, that I think the appro- like the appropriate term. Is traveler, yeah, and travelers. that covers all the different because there's Irish travelers, of, yeah. there's Romani travelers, there's 
I, I yeah. think that covers all the different people, nomadic peoples, of right? Europe, um, who, who sort of in fall that. into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they weren't. They were such a, an uh, a blessing to Lolly. You know, mm-hmm. it was like his new family that he found, mm-hmm. and the children that he was around, and um, like you can tell how thankful he was to be with them. And I, I think that probably would have come from any sort of group. Yeah. That he was with. Yeah. But it was nice to hear his perspective about them. And the contrast. So like, like I think the, the Nazis mushed everybody together and looked at everybody in the camp as non people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and saw them all as such, regardless of how they labeled or used and misused them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love when he's sitting around chatting with them and he says to one of the men, Look, you know, outside of this experience, we would never, we wouldn't cross, yeah, I wouldn't would cross never the have, street to yeah. say hello to you. Mm-hmm. And the the you know gypsy man says, I wouldn't cross the, the street, street to do anything yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, if I had to cross the street away from you first, or <laughs> yeah, something, exactly. it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that actually was so a good line <laughs> to show like how that homogenizing or mixing and having to see each other in the same human strife while your oppressor is seeing you as no human at all. Like, there's something Mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. (laughs) There's something to that. It's a shared experience that they could, you know, relate to each other. Yeah. More questions? Questions? Um, 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 uh, some of these don't aren't really good questions, but uh, Gita, in what ways were the relationships between Gita and her friends different from usual friendships between teenage girls, and in which ways were they similar? I guess I was I wasn't really connecting that she's a teenage girl because in some ways she was much more wary about things than he was. Sometimes she was just very cautious, and I thought maybe. She'd already, as a female, had already seen stuff. Well, she be, had. She'd been there longer. She'd been there longer. So even though she was younger than he was, I felt like in some ways she was older. Well, I mean, isn't that true? I mean, women, like the um, archetype of a woman, like she has more to, more to risk, more, mm-hmm. you know, she's yeah. more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. She has to be more cautious. An archetype of a male character is they can be brash and brazen and go and explore and poke around and, and find, find out more. Yeah. And she needs to be guarded. In mm-hmm. to be guard, yeah, to be guarded. Um, what was the question? How does her? They're just you're comparing and contrasting her friendships. Uh, it says how do. The relationships between her and her friends differ from usual friendships between teenage girls. I mean, they're much more serious. Um, their most life te- experiences, what they're experiencing is more tragic. So I think that their relationships most- between each other is more important rather mm-hmm. than if they had just been friends outside of the camp, it would have been far more casual. But they still kind of <clears> stay <throat> together as a protective pack. That's what I'm saying. I think more because it, like, yeah, I agree with more because of the camp. If well, they like, were in high school, are they going to yeah. be dragging to, her to work every day so that she can for hope to roll uh-huh. call when she's dying? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. yeah. Like, or have you had, did you have to her? do that in high school? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> um, yeah I didn't. Where were you? you? I didn't see you in homeroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, 
Or, the officer came in and wanted to beat you up, but I didn't let them. <laughs> <laughs> or um, when, um, I can't think of her name, the girl, Silka, mm-hmm. comes to join them. And, and, they, and the girls oh, accept yeah. her with mm-hmm. no strings attached. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Outside of that, yeah, that would have been a, a, a more of a stretch, but... Might not have been so gracefully done, especially yeah. with But the, they make a point to tell you that they are very accepting and open to... And they, like, a couple times they mention how he's thankful that they have... Or she's thankful that they have opened, you know, been mm-hmm. open to her joining them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that is kind of stunted. That is a part of the book that's sort of stunted mm-hmm. and not well explored or because it's really from his observation yeah. then as told to. Um, yeah, but that's true, except that there are times when we see her perspective. So yeah. it's not one or the other. It's that I think the author tried to make it from his perspective. But at the same time, it's like we could have had more from her. It's yeah. his story. But it's based on his story. Yeah, like it's yeah. based on like his commit experience. to a point of view exactly and stick with it or handle them both with the same equally. Yeah, um, I feel like they should have been equal. I would have liked to hear more. It's Gita. a love story. I want to know about both of the people, so I'm more invested in them as a couple. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of the love seemed to be more one sided, only because I guess I ne- I feel like she was grateful. For his companionship, but that's not the same as being in love. I never got the sense that she truly was in love with him other than right. one of the questions they that they had was, um, had Gita and Lali met in a more conventional way, would they have developed the same kind of relationship? How did their circumstance change the course of the romance? I mean, I can't say that for sure that they wouldn't have experienced the same level of intimacy with each other, but it's more heightened in that situation. So it was easier, I think, for them to cling to each other as a source of comfort. I think that they could have had the same shallow development of their love affair, though, if you think of the time that they're living in. That's true. Like, if they were having a sanctioned relationship that their parents were in on, everything would have been, like chaperoned mm-hmm. and <laughs> you still had to sneak around yeah yeah, yeah. she's true. really quite a young teenager like i want to say she was 15 does that sound right i don't i don't know and he was already in his 20s right so i don't even know that they would be a suitable coupling it's hard to say for that time well it, they it's hard w- to say for that time their parents would have would have highly been involved and they might have been a matchmaker yeah so and they, I think they come fam- from fam- similar, they were, like, socio- villages. socioeconomic. Yeah, they were from the same originally. country. They were both Well, but they're Slovakian. And their their place in society outside of the war, I think, seemed similar. Like, right. she had a nice they little were, house. They had a nice little house and land. Right. Yeah. Like, they maybe were well, They would have been better. well matched. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If... But we don't know that much about Gidus. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't so, tell. So. Sorry. So... <laughs> So Heather Heather Morris, tragic loss on your part. You should have given us more about Gita. It's it feels to me like she wanted to tell this man's story and I I think that she could have told his story relying less on the romantic aspect of it because yeah. it sort of felt like a B plot to 
him surviving in the camp. And then there was like a B story of him also being in love with Gita. Like the two well, could have been. Because there's lots of times where he couldn't even meet up with her because he yeah. was working. And it was surprising to me when I wasn't really paying attention to when they told you the date at the beginning of a chapter. It, oh, I wasn't really paying yeah. attention to the to the I, date when the I realized that it was like, oh, this has been like two years. I was because I wanted it to be done so bad. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, we know this happens in the spring of 45. Right. Let's get How out of close here. are we? I think I started paying attention to the timestamps near the end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, it's a lot. They've been in there a long time. Yeah. Um, which which means that she had more time to develop their romance in the I story. I guess so. I, guess. I don't know. Whatever. I'm kind of over it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, well, there's. I do not. I guess I don't recommend this book because I. I because, don't. I'd like to have options to recommend something else, but I don't know what that is. Yeah, I yeah. think that this is important to bear witness to. I think his role, I mean, he's a real person who held this role. Mm-hmm. The thing is, was I he had... truly the only one tattooing all those people, though? Because millions, wasn't it like well, he tens had... of thousands? Just him a, and Leon? He had a helper. Yeah. yeah. He, he had a helper Not all the sometimes. time, though. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and lots of people came in in the middle of the night. Yeah, they got, who tattooed them? Because he, he, he seemed to have the day shift. Yeah, he did. So, yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe there were a night shift because 24 7 people were coming in. Well, so it was interesting. Some things that I like was urged to learn a little bit more about. Um, one, mostly accidentally, because I was at Barnes Noble the other day and there is a book by um, Dr. Miklos Nilitsi, N Y I S L Z I. And he is a Jewish doctor who came in. I think he was there for less than the, like in the last year. Mm-hmm. And he was there for maybe nine months. And he was recruited by Mangala to be part of his physician team of physicians. Wow. And he was forced to do all kinds of Horrific. horrible Monster. things. But it's his first person. Um, it's called... Um, it has a few because it was translated. It has a few different titles, but the uh, um, that sounds better. I came across a first person sharing their own experience instead of as someone a romantic. tool of Mangala. Yeah, I opened a random because I thought about buying it. it. Was like an eight dollar book, and then I was like, I can't go there again. No, uh, so that was one thing. Yeah. <laughs> and second thing was, I opened it and I read a couple paragraphs, and it was like. I've heard about the atrocities of Mangala. I don't need to actually like. Yeah, I don't want to read so much about Mangala that it glorifies his part of the story. I don't. That's absolutely not what this would be. Oh, good. It's Auschwitz, a doctor's eyewitness account, and it's this man's. um, There's only so much horror that a person can can subject themselves to. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one thing having it subject someone else subjecting you to it. It's one th- another thing to intentionally go to read that. I just there's jo- I want more joy in my life, and that doesn't help it. So. He was um, a Romanian doctor. There's a book called The Gray Zone, so you can, I mean, sorry, a movie called The Gray Zone, so you oh. just kind of knock that out. I just out. read that this book. Well, two years ago, I read an article that it has the rights have been bought to turn it into like an series oh. well yeah so it um, could be well because yeah. that's so it, that's it's kind in production of, i suppose that it could be it, something 
The would bones it, are there. That's what I'm saying. It would make a good. great something. Yes. I don't think it makes a great novel. No. And I want to acknowledge that when I said that I was over it, like it's it. When I thought about it, it seems a little insensitive. Over that the, this, particular I'm over this book. particular book and Lolly and Gita and that story. Well, no, yeah, I'd obviously, watch the, I'd watch a show based on this. Book. I'm I'm over this yeah. book. Yeah. You know, this selling of it. I. I'm not over this story. No, I so yeah, maybe, I would watch the film maybe or whatever. This story needs to be visual. I um, suppose so. The other no, thing that was know. interesting, if it's not going to be better written, at least show me pictures. Is to read about the Sonder Commandos, who mm-hmm. manned the gas chambers uh-huh. and um, and crematories. That like that's a horrible job. It was that was horrifying. Just, wow. That like they did get better treatment because the work they were doing took so many calories Mm -hmm. but they also like only kept a group around for six months and then they had their turn Mm. and then they didn't they bring in another group like wow thousands of people held for going through that role their reward is to be gassed themselves yeah but maybe in some way that's a mercy because it's hard to how do you live with yourself Having been forced to do that, I don't, don't know. know. So, there are are people who survived that role, um, who, who. Oh wow! And I think actually that's what it sounds like. Um, the book was written by. No, the gray oh. zone is based on the on this doctor's book, but it's told from the point of view of a um, Sonder commando. Oh. Um, and and so like a nicer book. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you want a nicer book about the Holocaust? <laughs> I need a bet a, a more well written book I because more, there's no yeah. nice yeah. stories. No, <laughs> no, but a better written. I'll go watch Schindler's List. <laughs> well, I mean that's a terrible. I mean, all I can say every time you say it is the little girl in the red coat. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite books, and I think it would stand up as as an adult read, is The Devil's Arithmetic by Jane Yolen. Um, she's a very prolific writer. She writes children, adult fantasy, um, mm-hmm. she, the like um, the How a Dinosaur Behaves picture books are her books. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. Um, but she also writes, you know, really excellent um, young adult and adult fiction. So The Devil's Arithmetic is about this little girl named Hannah, who she's probably about 13 or 14, maybe 12. And she, it starts in present day, and she goes to her, um, she goes to the, um, why is the, um, Mm. happens at the same time as Easter. Passover? (laughs) Passover meal with her family. (laughs) And she's so mad because all of her classmates are Christians or Catholics, and they are all eating, I think there's a description in there of like, all their mouths are sticky from candy or she'd mm. just been at her friend's house and her mouth was sticky with candy and she was so mad she had to go eat bitter herbs right. and go sit with her family in the hot dining room and while she's at dinner she um, passes out from how hot the room is and when oh, she wow. wakes up she is a teenage girl in um, in Eastern Europe mm. and she lives through it's time travel? It's time travel, and I think she, like, takes on some, 
someone else's role. Hmm. Like she takes like she over someone else's. Of, like she takes uh, over the conscious. Like think quantum leap. Yeah. Oh, she cool. takes over the consciousness huh. of someone else, and then she lives that girl's life through mm-hmm. the camp. Wow. It's a fantastic book. Um, I'm the remembering de- it very vividly, the and Devil's I think arithmetic. it's been 20 years since I read it. Wow. Um, and again, I think it would stand up as an adult read. But it's it's much more personal. Everyone is a viv- like all of the characters that populate that book mm-hmm. are me- are the you bond with them are well developed. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah they're well developed. You characters. like them. You care about what happens you to them. You care about what happens. I mean, granted, See, thing, some of this is, is a little cared, foggy in my memory. I care. I cared about what happened to the characters in the Tatooist, but the problem was she didn't give me enough to believe. The, I don't know. It was, yeah. To keep going, I I, I wanted to believe in Lolly and Gita and and the people. It, the, the the there was a, the German woman in the office that looked the other way. Bella. That Bella, mm-hmm. who was a good person. She was a German. She was she was, Jew- she was Jewish. She was, she was a, Jewish. She was a prisoner, I think. Yeah. Like oh, just in another pr- but a yeah. Jewish, but another pr- but in she a privileged like position. Re- yeah. Yeah. She oh, okay. Just, um. I want to give her a, the author a little credit mm-hmm. that perhaps that was all intentional because though the people living this, it was unrelenting mm-hmm. and they didn't have a chance That's to true. have these bonds that we wish okay. we could have had, even with the fair enough. The, the but I also was surprised that two characters. and a half years went by. Mm-hmm. You I know, didn't feel this passage of time, but, not, but I that could say, also be a publishing decision. I could say what I feel about this book and what we feel, but if you look at the reviews, it's a very well-reviewed book. So your opinion could be completely different and it could have been, you know, I could be wrong. Everybody has their own opinion. So <laughs> well, I'm not yeah. saying that I can't recommend it. I think you gave it some very thoughtful yeah. criticism. Right. But yeah. the majority of the reviews are pretty high. So... But is that like the review you found of like, well, you don't want to shit on this book. That's true. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like, you could read it and it could be something that's more meaningful to you. It was so. a hard book. Yeah. It was hard to get through. I'm glad I got to the other side. I wouldn't read it again. Mm-mm. I don't know if I would recommend it because there are probably. I just feel like parts of it are problematic. Different ways to experience this content. Yeah. There's a lot of other books. honor this content. Um, okay, then. Like, there's some first-person accounts of Sondra Commanders who, like, buried their accounts. So mm. that, like, and they're in the, um, like, probably you could go to the history of the Museum of Auschwitz and... The Museum of Tolerance? No. It, there's a museum oh, uh, right, in right, right, right. Auschwitz that, like, curates all those first-person documents. Mm-hmm. Probably... Have rely a on your experience. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> through those. But what's our next book going to be? Well, I think we've we have decided a different plan. Somebody that we needed a palate We're going to take a break from books yeah. at the moment. Sort um, of. We're so we talked vaguely. I don't remember if we talked on air on the podcast I about I it. I think it was no, on we air. haven't. Yeah. This so we were talking about Private maybe like, like let's just watch a movie. You know? Oh, we did say a like, movie based on hey, a book. Is this a movie club? Or yeah, a club? <laughs> yeah. It's so, a, but it's a movie based on a book. We so talked there. about 
picking a movie to go see, and there is, and has a tote bag that says the book was better. <laughs> um, I'd like to think that the Tempest of Auschwitz would have a tote bag that says the movie was better. <laughs> <laughs> or the miniseries was right. better. Um, Watch it on Netflix. I'll make you that tote bag <laughs> okay. on the other end. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's out. I think it's out now. Um, we're going to watch Emma, mm-hmm. um, which is based on the Jane Austen. Um, I'm pretty sure it came out last week. If not, it will be out by the time you're listening to this. Um, and it's a uh, it's a film that's you know new this year. So there's new other adaptations of it. Um but this is the one I can't remember the girl's name who's in it. The Aunt Anya Taylor Joy. Okay, I did not know that was her name. I've seen her in a different movie, and I thought she was really good. So the trailer looks really funny, and I'm excited to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna we've, watch it. We've sort of been prepping ourselves for it, haven't we? Did we just start? Well, we're so we're gonna it? watch it. Uh, I think we're all gonna go on a movie date together and go to the movies. So if y'all yeah. like going to the movies, you should take a girlfriend and go see it um and then we'll talk about that in our next episode which i'm gonna use this as my segue to lean into if you have a recommendation of another book to read or like what we have read recently that we liked we talked about that last time so my recommendation this month is emma um i listened to <laughs> i wanted to because i'd never read any jane austen before i listened to the audible originals version of the book which is a dramatized version, so the different characters have different actors, that. and it's narrated by Emma Thompson. And it was fantastic. The first showtime scheduled for Emma are on Thursday, March 5th in the evening. So, March no, it, came, it out. came out on the 21st. It's already no, out. I just went to the app. Well, the app is lying to you. Okay? I think the movie it's... is out. Oh. Or it will be out by the time you're listening to this. Okay. Um, we'll have to pick a date and go see it. Um, Thursday. But yeah, yeah I would recommend... Right. Emma, it was very Century cute. Downtown has it tonight. You're right. I have read Pride no. and Prejudice. Uh-huh. Um, and so I, I do like Jane Austen. Where do you think it's out? It said it came out on Friday. Maybe it Friday. was limited release. I don't know. Yeah. We'll uh, figure it out. Don't worry. We will go yeah. see it. We'll worry about it later. <laughs> yeah, I had not read it and I found it very enjoyable to knit and listen to. And I was... I started it while I was also trying to finish the tattooist and I had to stop and finish the tattooist so then I could enjoy fully Emma, which I very much enjoyed. So <laughs> it was a good palate cleanser for me. And I think it'll be a cute movie. And Bill Nye is in it and he looks hilarious. I love him so much. Wait, wait, who? Bill Nye. Is in Emma? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Which Bill Nye are you thinking of? Bill Nye the science guy. Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Oh. Oh. He's a British actor. You would recognize him. <laughs> you should have said the um, trap. <laughs> yeah. I did, but I, I feel... I, but I, two I read... favorite things I love him in. Love, actually. He's yeah. the burnt out rocker. Yep. Um, is he Davy Jones? Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, my favorite is he's the hated stepdad from... Um, uh, you got red on you. Um, Shaun of the Dead. Oh my god, he yeah. is in that movie. <laughs> yeah, he's the stepdad. <gasps> whose name I can't think of, which is part of the character. I forgot he was in that. I'm going to watch that again. I love what that is movie. It? Is his name Martin? What is I it? don't know. Because <laughs> that's the thing. of like, hello. I forgot he was in that. Anyway, oh, he's in it. Emma. Um, and it looks hilarious. <laughs> I'm excited now that the movie or the story is fresh in my mind and knowing the character he plays, I think it's going to be very entertaining. Ooh, yeah. Um, does anybody else have a 
book that they've read? Um, in the well, my, my mood lifter was the um, freebie from last month, one of the Ooh. freebies from last month from Audible, which was um, Tinica Jones, read by uh, Retta. Mm-hmm. And it was I wrote that down. I haven't listened to it yet. Delightful. I was laughing out loud. Can you tell me how to spell that? Um, I thought it was Tanaka. Uh-huh. So T I N A. Like Tanaka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, T I N A C A. I'm just gonna double check that. Did I already talk about the glass blower trilogy? No. Oh, so good, that. so good, so good. Let me find the, a, a good synopsis. Um. It's set around, uh, let me find my synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah. Like, t- like Banaka, but with a T. Uh-huh. But it's Tinaka. Tinaka Jones. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, wrote that down when you had recommended it to me, and I have not listened to it yet, but I will because I love Retta, and it, it looks hilarious. She does not disappoint. Okay, and good. There are several nods to Ventura County in... Um, in the book. Um, okay, then. Okay, so... So what was the name of yours? It's called The Glass Blower is the first book, and then there's The American Lady, which I'm kind of partway through, and then The Paradise of Glass. It's a trilogy, but the first book is really good just on its own by Petra Durst Benning. It's um, about three sisters set in, in Germany, and their village... Their their village is all they're all glass blowers. Their father dies and with no sons, with just these three girls, and they their mother died when they were young. So the three of them just pretty much rule the house. And that's the thing is, they're women trying to survive without being forcibly married into other glass blower well, families very, um... while stand without and without being belittled. The each one has like a different strength, a different personality. Um, so that they don't starve, they actually go to work for one of the other glass blowers. But but and and they mourned their father, who loved them dearly. They had a very special relationship. And then one of the youngest one, who's very creative, she secretly goes into her father's um, workshop and starts blowing glass. And she teaches herself blowing glass. And then next thing you know, she creates Christmas baubles that are sent to America. And how we get Christmas ornaments, the first glass Christmas ornaments came from this village, for reals, in Lauschburg. I think it's Lausch. Hold so is on. it sort of like Tracy Chevalier takes like a piece Lausche. of art or an idea from history and then um, like does a historic fiction from that idea? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, Mr. Montgomery of Montgomery, no, not Mr. Montgomery, uh, not Montgomery Ward's guy, but the... Another fa- another famous oh Woolworth Mr. Woolworth of Wool- Woolworth's department stores if any of you are old enough to remember Woolworth's it was like a Woolworth's. five and dime kind of place, but he my grandma had old wool from there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there's a they, old Woolworth's in downtown Oxnard that yeah, was converted into I've like a hip. It's a cool coffee building. Place. It's a very cool. I've been there. Bu- it's a very cool. Bu- oh, it's a coffee place. Like well, it was a long time ago oh, when I had been there. I don't know what it, what it is now. Well. So in this village, things have been done the same way for centuries. The men glow the glass, the women decorate it and pack it. But when Eust Steinman passes away unexpectedly, his three daughters have to learn to fend for themselves. Uh, Feisty Joanna takes on the practical approach of looking for work. Ruth follows her heart, hoping to, get, hoping to marry well. She comes to regret that. And dreamy, quiet Marie is the one who 
um, secretly learns the craft of glass blowing, and then they do so well. And they have a neighbor who is in love with Joanna, but is it's unrequited for a long, long, long time. I don't. I'm not at the point where they ever get together. But anyway, um, the, the the lives of these three sisters are really, really interesting, and in how they develop, and, okay. and you really root for them. And so, the glass blower is an excellent book, even if you don't read the other two books. Sounds good. It's good on. I like the I like um, series. Yeah, keeps me interested in the same author's work for a little longer. I need to go back and read the um, the prequel to the witches. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. I think it was the birth house. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, I, I want to read that. It's not. Oh. It's not that I found easily. It's not an audiobook. Oh. So I might have so to like I'm going really camping read it. later in March, which is always a good excuse for me to read an actual book. All right. So maybe that'll be my camping book. There you go. I, I mean, sometimes well, sometimes the search in Audible isn't great. So I yeah, that's true. If take another go at it. it. Yeah. So since I hadn't done my homework, the last book. Yeah, I think my you need credit for the fact that Karen finished The Witches of New I, York. I was so happy to go to, back to The Witches of New York. Did after you like it? it? I totally loved it. I keep thinking about that book and wanting to reread it. Uh, yeah, I really, oh, really yeah. liked, I liked it. it too. Um, I found myself going, oh, yeah, I could see it as a movie in my head. It's a good book. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> well, so, April, we our book club will be a movie club. Oh no, March, excuse me. Our book club will be a movie club. Yeah. April is my birthday month and I get to pick the book. It just happens. That's right. So, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I have one that I am excited about that I've been holding off on reading that I think I will just stuff my... She's going to put one book on all of the One book over and over so I know that's the one that gets Well, as long picked. as we go through the right rituals every time. Yeah. I'm comfortable I'll put it in a, yeah. in a mug or something and we'll pull it out and um, I'm excited about it. Well, with our new organization, I was very like concerned about our total containers but i found i found you found container. your totem I'll container de- i'll debut it when okay. it's my turn <laughs> uh once we've all used our totem containers we should take a picture of them all together yes. for instagram or something now you're not stuck with the owl even though the owl is very good you can use the owl or yeah. you can choose your own oh okay <laughs> i'm um, just I'm, it's I'm, just I'm, most of those were yours so they just all stayed in there <laughs> The I stacked very good, the deck though. and I still got that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> you didn't know. That wasn't a bad didn't know. book. It wasn't it was bad. I just was disappointed. It's the first yeah. book we've been reading that I was really disappointed about. Yeah. Wow, it was worse than Grapes of Wrath. I, I, I would strangely really say I enjoyed Grapes of Wrath a lot more. <laughs> and I complained I was, about the Grapes of Wrath a lot. <laughs> so just I so was, you guys all have it in perspective. <laughs> I was sad that Grapes of Wrath was and over. It was like, Grapes of Wrath was like at least twice as long. It was three times. Yeah, but this was such more of a struggle. Okay, but there was more story they could have told about the Grapes of Wrath. Well, (sighs) sorry, I'm sorry. I don't want to bash on another like woman trying to pursue her art, but could John Steinbeck be a better author? I mean, it's well into. I complained a lot about John Steinbeck, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just saying, could he be a better author? Yes, I could see. I could maybe contend that. Um, I think my. I don't know if the book I'm. I'm trying to recommend and read books strictly written by women this year. I was tra- going to try oh. that, but so, I lost the list okay, of wait, books wait, wait. I had. <laughs> if you have to read one by a man, read The Hangman's Daughter. Oh, the, yeah. So good. My recommendation I is written by a woman. I wish you had because so. I would throw those in as a suggestion. All of my recommendations are by women. Um, I had a really oh. good list, and then I lost track of it. Speaking, so I just discovered um, Octavia Butler. 
Oh well, welcome. She's fantastic. Have you guys already read her? I've I just read not. a little bit. Like short I just, stories. I just started with Kindred. So there's a, another set of stories that we. So anything from her, I will. St- I will only read this one, so that I we can maybe. I'm gonna. I may thin <laughs> and make other choices in my. Go through your choices. I am finding myself hoarding books that I want to wait. <laughs> yeah. Throw in my. I need thing. to find a new book to start now because we're gonna have it like at least a month before we do the book. Yeah. But, I don't know what that's gonna be. But I did find. That Audible Originals, they do more like Emma that's narrated by somebody with a cast. Mm, And I've been struggling to finish Little Women for months because it's so friggin' long. And I just found a version of it that's narrated by Laura Dern, who's like my idol, so I might just switch to that instead. That's so perfect. Well, she played Marmee in the new version. So I'm like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I I think I'm gonna listen to that. I love all iterations of it. And I I did read that book as a kid. I have been been trying. Okay. It's so long. But it is. It's It's so long. Are you kidding? I read that book like a gazillion times. (laughs) I've been... I have not read it before. This was... I think I started it like right around or right before Christmas and I was with my cousin reading it and she's read it like about a million times like you yeah and she would look over and I'd be just like crying and she's Aww. like what part are you at? I watched the movie with James and he was like are you okay and I was like no I'm not okay <laughs> I'm a purist but I gotta say that movie was the best way okay. to tell that story I haven't seen it yet okay. all right let's wrap this that's up that's all okay. I'm saying we will um see you in March with our uh movie review of Emma of so Emma. I hope you guys, if you want to join in, it's less of a commitment than reading the whole book. So I hope a lot of you will join us. It's in what that. a two and a half hour commitment. Maybe <laughs> it's not. Also, it's also not a long book. So if you that's no. if you wanted to read along, um, I highly recommend it. But we will see you guys in March. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Bye. Mm-hmm.